Welcome back to Nancy AF. This is Nancy Anderson. And today we're going to be talking about an issue that affects anywhere from two thirds to 100%, according to some research, of pregnant women. And that issue is diastasis recti, also known as ab separation or diastasis, depending on where in the world that you live. Um, I talk a lot about this issue on my website, on my social media accounts. I also address diastasis recti directly through a variety of my programs, including my very top-selling program, my post-pregnancy ab rehab program. So if you're at all familiar with me and my professional work, I'm sure you know diastasis recti, or DR, as I'll also refer to it in the rest of this podcast, is very, very, very important to me. And it's important to me, and possibly a lot of you too, for very good reason. DR can lead to multiple consequences for mom's physical and mental well-being, including lower back or pelvic pain, pain with sex, stress incontinence, the so-called mommy pooch or mommy tummy, and a decrease in confidence and positive body image. DR can just like really suck. It does. And even though it occurs in virtually all pregnancies, it doesn't necessarily magically go away on its own, at least not for all of us. So let's talk about what it is, what makes you more at risk for developing it, and finally, what is shown to be effective for resolving it and minimizing it with future pregnancies. First things first, what is diastasis recti? All right, mini anatomy lesson time. Ready? Okay, run your fingers down the center of your belly. Beneath the skin there, in the center, is a long fibrous band called the linea alba, L-A, sometimes I abbreviate it as. It starts around the bottom of your sternum or breastbone, so you can put your hands there, and goes all the way down the center midline to the pubic bone. The linea alba connects your right and left side of your abdominal muscles, or rectus abdominis, or... Sometimes we call these, and it's easily known as your six-pack muscles. So the connection of the right side and the left side of your six-pack muscles, the linea alba is that connection. That band going down the center midline, that is what connects those six-pack abs. Now, with pregnancy, the increasing size of baby in your uterus can cause the right and left abdominal muscles along with the linea alba, which connects them to stretch out and separate causing a woman's belly to bulge outward through the split in the abdominal muscles. This is, in a nutshell, diastasis recti. And this is not necessarily a bad thing in pregnancy because we need to make room for baby. So this is all part of pregnancy for most of us. But with that said, it's not entirely possible to predict who will get DR more severely than others. But research does indicate that it's likely more common in women who've experienced a significant amount of pregnancy-related weight gain, women who have large babies, and or women who have had multiple births. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, almost every woman has diastasis in pregnancy. And after the baby is delivered, some of them spontaneously heal that diastasis and have no other issues. But many don't. And I find diastasis to actually be more challenging typically for C-section recovering moms. These women, and I'm one of them, 
are dealing with abdominal separation from pregnancy that they're trying to heal from the baby, plus the healing C-section incision, which runs perpendicular to the stretch out linea alba, double freaking whammy for us C-section moms. That's not to say every C-section mom is going to have diastasis. It just does go to say it's a little bit harder and we have to take a little bit more deliberate steps to truly heal our core and sometimes heal diastasis after birth. Now, before we talk about how to resolve diastasis, I want to quickly run you through a self-test that can clue you into whether you may have it in the first place. First things first, ask yourself if you're a mom who deals with any of the following issues. Low back pain, pubic area pain, the appearance or the sensation of bulging, coning, tenting, doming, or even hollowing in the abdomen in that midline linea alba area. A visual, or you can touch it and feel, a softness or enlarged gap in the middle of your belly, regardless of what movement you're doing. So typically, there's a very common test you've probably seen where you lay on your back and lift your head and feel for your gap, which is a good measuring stick. I use that with my clients as well. But if you pass that test, that does not mean that you don't have diastasis necessarily because your diastasis might show up in a different movement, a plank, a sit-up, a pull-up, or any other hanging variation, an overhead press, any of these things, a squat sometimes it pops up in. So you want to make sure you're watching yourself and feeling yourself and checking in on your core throughout many movements post-pregnancy to keep an eye for signs of diastasis. Anyway, these are all suggestive core dysfunction related to diastasis recti. I'm not saying it's enough to positively diagnose you because you really need to go through a formal exam first or see a physical therapist first or see me first in one of my communities, but it's enough to raise your awareness, I hope. And to go the extra mile, let's walk through that traditional standardized test of diastasis together. It's a quick procedure. You can do the test and see if you may be having some signs of diastasis. Feel free to follow along with the instructions unless you're listening to this podcast while driving or something like that. But we're going to start by laying down on your back on the ground with your feet flat on the floor and your knees bent. With your palms facing down, place three fingers in the center of your stomach just above your belly button. And your, your fingers should be pointing down towards your feet. When you do that, gently press your fingers down and then exhale slowly as you lift your head and shoulders very, very slightly off the ground. I'm going to tell you again. Gently press down with those fingers in your midline right above your belly button while you exhale slowly and lift your head and shoulders slightly off the ground. Your abdominal muscles will contract and you should feel the right and left abs close in against your fingers. If the linea alba has been separated, however, you'll feel a widened gap. Now, I want you to do the same thing 
but higher up. Go two inches higher towards your sternum, between your belly button and your sternum, and measure there. Same test, same thing. How many finger width do you have or centimeters do you have of a gap? Now I want you to go below your belly button, between your pubic bone and your belly button. Go right in the middle. Check again there. What's the measurement there? Now you should have three measurements of the width in those spots. Way above belly button, right above belly button, below belly button. What's the measurement? How many fingers width do you have in between the rectus abdominis in that linea alba and all three spots? Write it down. Now this is where my assessment gets a little bit different than everyone else's. I want you to go back and remeasure all three spots you were just in, but now instead of measuring the gap, I want you to measure the integrity. So instead of measuring how wide it is, I want you to see how far you can push down and what does that feel like. Does it feel soft and squishy that you can press down for more than a centimeter? Does it feel slightly soft and squishy where you can press down no more than a centimeter? Does it feel pretty firm, but you can press down a half a centimeter or so? Or does it feel very firm and you can't really press down much at all, less than a half a centimeter, and feels like a trampoline? Now this measurement, I want you to do in all three locations, just like the width measurement. This measurement is the most important measurement right here. It is more important than the width, okay? Did you hear that? It is more important than the width. So now that we have emphasized that we're not just looking at how large your gap is, that we're actually assessing the quality of what you feel when you clue into the integrity of your linea alba, that is super important to note here. So please note that and take note of the characteristics too. Again, does the tissue under your fingers feel soft or firm? How deeply do your fingers sink down into the gap? How much resistance against your fingertips do you feel? Make sure you're taking notes and making awareness of these things. Now, this is your starting point for monitoring the healing of your linea alba and the resolution of your diastasis recti, along with resolving issues like back pain and a mommy pooch. Now, listen, ladies, I know it can be tempting to want to repeat that test over and over and over again and check it like every single day. I totally get it. But just like weighing yourself too much when trying to lose weight, obsessively measuring and then remeasuring your diastasis can actually be more distracting and even harmful than beneficial. So take the test once. Take a film or picture of it for reference if you want. Take good notes like I just walked you through everything. But please do not obsess over it, if at all possible, okay? I promise you there are ways that we can resolve DR without going under the knife. That's another thing, very important. Surgery is almost never the answer. Believe it or not, surgery, a.k.a. the tummy tuck or the mommy tuck or the mommy makeover, is close to the bottom of the list when it comes to treatment, like absolute very 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 bottom and I've actually never once in my career had to send a client to get surgery we've always been able to manage it ourselves speaking of treating and preventing diastasis recti let's talk about it 
Now, you'll recall that at least some degree of ab separation is very normal in up to 100% of pregnancies, research shows. But what's not considered normal is for the ab separation, or DR, to persist long after a baby arrives. But unfortunately, as many as 60% of women still struggle with diastasis recti at six months postpartum, and then another 30% will still have it at one year later, according to a 2016 study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. And I also want to take note here, that number is probably higher than 30% if you're also looking at the integrity of the linea alba and you're also looking at mom's diastasis and what it looks like through all movement patterns and primal movements and not just in that traditional head lift test. But anyway, okay, so let's talk prevention. So it may not be possible to prevent DR 100%. But there are some case studies and some evidence that does suggest that an effective strategy for preventing diastasis recti is to engage in regular physical activity before, during, and after pregnancy, but not in a way that exacerbates your DR symptoms, which is so important here to make sure that you know what those symptoms are and that you're assessing your core and looking for signs of intolerance, okay? Another way to help prevent is by maintaining an ideal body weight and prioritizing core strengthening and core function exercise and making sure that your core is functioning properly going into and during and post-pregnancy. And I won't go into details now, but that is way, way, way more than doing planks and crunches, okay? In fact, you don't even need those to do it. Okay, beyond prevention, the next step is treatment. Now, I get this question a lot. Should I get surgery to fix my diastasis? My doctor said, don't worry about it. I just need surgery. Okay, here's a general rule most medical professionals agree with. Except for very extreme cases, surgical intervention should be considered a very, very last resort. For an issue like ab separation, conservative options like exercise, physical therapy, they need to be explored and exhausted before even consulting with a surgeon. What I mean by this and what the research shows us is that diastasis surgery is not a quick fix. Sure, A good surgeon and his or her team can correct and close your gap and bring those six-pack muscles back together. They can sew that shit right up. But here is the thing. With diastasis recti, there's more to it than that separation. Almost all women with prolonged ab separation also have significant, significant core unit dysfunction that goes far deeper than the superficial muscles and tissues. Surgery will not fix that. Think about it. It's not as if growing baby only affects the linea alba. All parts of your core unit, including your deep abdominal muscles, your rib cage, your pelvic floor, your diaphragm, your glutes, your hip flexors, your spine, your pelvis, your internal organs even, 
can become directly or indirectly altered by the changing biomechanics that pregnancy imposes on you. These structures and tissues don't operate independently of each other, but they work together as a neuromuscularly coordinated chain of command. And if one part of the chain gets wonky, guys, the whole unit is likely to become dysfunctional, especially when we consider that many of us go into pregnancy with pre-existing core dysfunction anyway due to years of slouching, poor posture, inflammation in the gut that causes adhesions, that cause restriction, mechanical restriction. And let's not forget that we live in one very, very stressed out, uptight world. And most of you guys are breathing backwards and not even using your core unit properly with every breath you're taking, which is 20,000 repetitions a day. And to be honest, the problem isn't just that surgery can't fix this major dysfunction associated with ab separation. Like any operation, DR surgery also comes with risks, including bleeding, infections, post-operation pain, and adhesions, a lot of adhesions that can make core function worse. To make matters even worse, you're going to be dealing with weightlifting restrictions and activity limitations during your recovery period, which can last anywhere from four to six weeks or more. During this time, you won't be able to do core strengthening exercises, which means you'll be missing out on the chance to rehab your abs. And depending on your surgeon's precautions and the size of your kids, you might not even be able to lift them up. What the heck? Talk about another disruption to your daily life. But wait, 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 there's more. A common complication associated with abdominal surgeries are adhesions, like I just mentioned, which can affect more than 9 out of 10 people. Yes, more than 9 out of 10 people who undergo open abdominal procedures according to the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. Abdominal adhesions are restrictive bands of internal scar tissue found primarily within your fascia, which is this inner connective tissue that encapsulates like multiple organs and tissues inside of your body. It's sort of like sausage casing if you want to think about it like that. These adhesions and areas of fascial restriction tend to be inflexible and can stick to other tissues and organs including your gut, your bladder, your liver and lead to issues like delayed healing, impaired lymphatic drainage, damaged gut health, with which most of you already struggle with, and the exacerbated mommy pouch. Yes, adhesions are not your friend, mom, and they should be avoided at all costs. Now, I want to pause right here on adhesions. I want to pause right here, and I want to talk about it more. First things first, every single one of you listening to this podcast has adhesions in your body and in your abs and in your core. Adhesions can form from having poor posture and being locked down in that position, a seated position, a slouch position. Adhesions can be caused by trauma 
falling on your butt, slipping on ice um, as a kid, growing up, any falls, any kind of trauma, major trauma, minor trauma, equals adhesions, okay? It also can be caused by surgeries, C-section moms. You have major internal adhesions all the way down to the organ layer, okay? The other way that adhesions can be formed is by, by inflammation in the body. Now, I don't have a research study sitting in front of me to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say 90% of this society is inflamed. This is what is the foundation of every nutrition plan I do because people in this country and beyond are eating foods that their body is not tolerant to, like dairy and gluten and soy and grains sometimes, alcohol, you name it. We're inflamed. We live in an inflamed society. And being inflamed in the gut, even by just what you're eating, can cause adhesions that can, yes, impair your core function. Yes, guys, it's all connected. We're just going to keep learning that more and more as science progresses. Now adhesions. Let's talk about adhesions with DR. Not surgery. We're talking about women who have diastasis recti that have never had an abdominal surgery. Okay, These are women that have got pregnant, had one baby, two baby, five babies, whatever. They're not pregnant anymore. They still have diastasis. Some of them might be C-section moms. Some of them are not C-section moms. I want to talk about the role that those adhesions that mom has from pregnancy, from poor posture, from poor breathing, from poor diet, from too much inflammation in the body, from trauma, whether that was past surgeries or that was the C-section or that was falling when they were younger or falling when they were an adult, any kind of trauma, okay? The adhesions that are caused by all these things are the missing link for diastasis. They are. This is a huge missing link, and it is overlooked by, honestly, every single trainer I've ever seen aside from myself. There are some physical therapists that agree with this and that have taught me about this and who practice this, but it is very, very few. This is new. This is unknown. And mark my words, over the next several years, this will become common conversation around diastasis. You heard it here first. Mock my words. I'm going to come back as that told you so because this is the missing link, friends. This is not really shown in research yet. It's very hard to sort of measure this because you wouldn't give the same, like everyone has different adhesions, right? Like my bladder and uterus were stuck together, but yours might not be. Maybe your diaphragm is super stuck because of the way that you carried your baby or the way that your body is built or trauma that you had earlier in life. Like I'm a C-section mom. So the protocol to give every single person the study, it wouldn't probably work as well as is if every person got an individual protocol based off of their needs for their adhesions. Does that make sense? So anyway, we need more research in general for this um, to figure out exactly how the adhesions affect DR, which we know the mesenteric root plays a very big role. Um, 
but really just to make this more known on a bigger scale and get people trained up and able to do this kind of work in conjunction with a program that's also strengthening the core and getting everything activated and uh, in sync with each other, again, working as a team. So like I mentioned, we don't have the depth of research right now, and I think it's going to be difficult to get that. Um, But we do have practical examples and case reports about adhesions and their influence on ab separation and also other aspects of women's health. Uh, Like I mentioned, it will be hard to get this study formalized since every person is so different and their adhesions are so different. But what I would like to see is more of like a large perspective cohort study that follows postpartum women with and without adhesions over the course of a few years. And maybe this could help shed some light on the topic. Just my thoughts. I'm not an official scientist or anything, but that may be useful. A couple final thoughts on DR surgery and tummy tucks, okay? Because this kind of surgery doesn't adequately address underlying core dysfunction, like I mentioned, you may actually be at risk for reoccurring ab separation or chronic core dysfunction, which could really mean long-term struggles With back pain, stress incontinence, painful sex, still having the mommy pooch, which is probably a big reason why you want the surgery in the first place, and therefore body image difficulties and other loads of crap you really just don't deserve to deal with. Oh, yeah. And one other thing I forgot to mention, your insurance, yeah, it's not going to cover this. Unless it can be justified as a medical necessity due to something like a hernia, which, yes, you cannot heal a hernia on your own. Although many of my clients strengthen everything around the hernia and then the hernia becomes a non-issue anymore. But regardless, you cannot heal a hernia fully and close that hole. If the hole is there, the hole is there. But diastasis recti surgery is actually considered a cosmetic procedure. This means you'll be shelling out $9,000 or more for a surgery that will only partially fix your problem at best and lead to added complications at worst. So this is not to crap on surgeons. I love surgeons. I'm a two-time C-section mom. Thanks to surgeon, my babies are here and I am here. And I also don't mean to shame anyone who's thinking about undergoing the surgery, but it is my job to share the real truths behind surgery and other avenues you can take that are cheaper and actually more effective for your long-term health and longevity than going under the knife. And then if you exhaust all those options and surgery is still necessary, then at least you know that you did everything possible. And then, hey, maybe then it could be considered a medical necessity if you've exhausted all other options. Here's my overall point. Diastasis recti is challenging. It can suck. It really can. Unhealed ab separation affects your physical appearance, your confidence, your quality of life. But surgery, like I mentioned, is very rarely necessary. And even if it is necessary, surgery won't fix and address your underlying core dysfunction, which you still need to focus on even if you do have surgery. This is why I recommend a comprehensive ab rehab for all postnatal women. To be honest, I think it should be considered part of the pre and postnatal standard of care. And one day I envision a day when healthcare practitioners and OBGYNs are formally trained in core rehab guidelines and at the very least are required to refer 
out their patients to other practitioners like myself and others who specialize in this sort of thing in women's health. Right now, a lot of what we hear from OBGYNs is Kegel talk. And that's not enough. I'm talking about deep core stability exercises and other techniques explicitly designed to optimize your posture, your alignment, your muscle activation, and your strength. What I call these are the four pillars of core health. And that is what my program is designed all around. These types of exercises are backed by evidence, including a recent 2019 randomized control trial published in the JMNI. This paper's authors found that deep core stability exercises yielded statistically significant improvements in diastasis recti and in participants' quality of life. And these deep core stability exercises are exactly the type of thing that I program into my full ab rehab plan. In my 12-week program, it's been designed in a way to be comprehensive. And although it does take a little commitment, it's a 12-week course, but it's not overly complicated nor time-consuming. This was my intention when designing it with the help of several other experts, including doctors of physical therapy. And it's super consistent with the user feedback I get as well. In my 12-week ab rehab course, which I've noted is designed and actively implemented with the help of board-certified doctors of physical therapy, we specifically focus on things like proper activation and timing of the core unit, including getting your pelvic floor, your transverse abdominis, your diaphragm, and other muscles to work in sync together. And wouldn't you believe it? Your breathing has a lot to do with this. So we work on that too. We also do strategic exercises to reinforce that core activation with a focus on proper sequential muscle firing and endurance during all planes of movement and during all functional tasks, like picking up your kids or working out at the gym. What an ideal posture looks like and feels like and how to confidently move in and out of good and bad posture while maximizing core activation because this is a thing we all have bad posture sometimes and that's okay if you can get out of it that's the trick we also learn how to unlearn years of poor posture that you're stuck in and correct deactivated and dysfunctional trunk core and pelvic musculature that might sound a little scientific and confusing, but I lay everything out in a very, very easy to understand way with follow along videos, workout playlists, a coaching and community where you can check in and submit videos and get feedback for form, how to videos and so much more. Also, please note the exercises in my post-pregnancy ab rehab course aren't just for postnatal women. Men can experience diastasis too. Yeah, I've had husbands jump on board and close their diastasis after like 20 years of having it. If you've got a fella in your life who's dealing with DR, feel free to send him my way. Tell him to jump on the wagon with you. You guys can do it together. I even healed my own husband's diastasis that he was struggling with, and he was a Division I athlete. Isn't that funny? 
Anyway, in closing, what questions do you have about DR? Please shoot me a note. You can get in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You can also shoot me an email at hello at nancyandersonfit.com. You can also reach me via my website, nancyandersonfit.com. And if you're struggling with DR or core dysfunction or pelvic floor dysfunction or you just don't have the flat tummy that you're used to and you want, please check out my post-pregnancy ab rehab course. It is so very good. And I hope to see you over in that community. See you next time.